Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome, players. You're welcome. Are you up for more Maller Mayhem? It's time now. Benny versus the Penny. We know it is dear to your heart, but it is now week six in the NFL, and we have all your Sunday and Monday NFL handicapping information. It is the fifth hour with Ben Maller and David Gascon, but this is our Hardo Gambling Podcast. You have come to the right place if you're looking for some knowledge on these games. The way this works, all right, let me tell you something. The way we do this, okay? Uh, I will give you my opinion on all these games. You should not bet on every one of these games. The way I would like you to consume this podcast, if you're a gambler, all right, do your own homework, but if your research and my research lines up, then that is food for thought, and I believe you should go forward with a, a wager. All right, but don't just be a pushover and be like, oh, whatever Maller likes, I'm going to bet. No, 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 no. I'm giving you my educated opinion on what's going to happen. I spend way too much time. It's one of my hobbies here to look at the numbers and crunch the numbers. But as my friend Dick Stockton famously said years ago, I say friend, he was a you know, barely a friend. But Dick Stockton told me, he said, listen, stats tell you what has happened. They don't tell you what's going to happen, uh, which is true, which is true. So you, you, you can have all the numbers in front of you, but you know, bizarre, crazy crap seems to happen uh, and all that. But uh, we will not be talking about the Bills, Colts, Bears, and Raiders. All of them are on the bye week this week, so they are all not playing. And Gascon, I would like you to talk slowly and loudly. I am as hot as fire right now. I am, I mean, not that I want to brag here, but this is a wake-up call. I mean, for people that, that are, are, are shitting on me, I have put the pedal to the metal so far this season, uh, and I have put up a lot of cushion. A lot of cushion. And the the nice thing is is that your listeners are always asking about you, your performances, and they also want to know about the penny. And the penny last week finished a blazing 11-3. and Now, nobody cares about the penny. Nobody cares about it. I, I'm destroying the penny this year. I'm 52 and 26. I have a 667 oh. against the spread documented record. That's pretty I, good. I know you cheer for the, the, the penny. Just you're an idiot. No, but you got screwed out of one game. That was your game, the Thursday night one from oh, last, yeah, yeah. last week with a 41-yard field goal. That was a bad beat, man. That, that killed me, man. I had that game, and they... Uh, 
But to be fair, I have won a couple of games that I had no business winning. So the remember the Redskins scored a backdoor touchdown against Philly yeah. in week one. That came out of left field, and uh, so they covered the covered the number. All right, well, let's get to it here, uh, Gascon. Are you I, be- I, I got to ask, yes? though, is this, your, is this your best start ever since versus the penny started in your career? Yeah, you know, it's right up there. I, I don't... I mean, it's hard. I, my memory is kind of. I try to forget about a lot of this stuff, but uh, yeah, I mean, I I would think it's hard to push back against that. That I've had some really shitty years. So I've been like five weeks in. I'm like I'm under 500, you know, or I'm just 500. But to to be at this point and have a record where you you are you know 26 games above 500 against the spread, that is. Uh, yeah, it's got to be. I, I can't remember a year where I was that far up at this particular point. Anyway, all right, first up, Carolina at Tampa Bay. It's in London. This is an NFL Network game. It starts at 9.30 in the East, but for those of us that live in the West, 6.30 in the morning, which means I will not be watching a second of this game. Uh, the NFL cares so little about this. They're having Rich Eisen, Kurt Warner, and Steve Mariucci call the game with Michael Irvin. Uh, it's on on NFL Network at 6.30 in the morning. The Game open to pick them. Now, Carolina is a two-and-a-half favorite, so it's essentially a neutral site game. The game is being played at Tottenham's uh, Hotspur Stadium in London, if that does anything for you. The weather calls for rain showers and 62 degrees Fahrenheit at kickoff. I'm going to take Carolina in this game, and uh, I'll tell you why. Number one, after... The signature win over the Rams. The Buccaneers, they came tumbling back to Realityville last week against the New Orleans Saints. Now they are in another divisional Donnybrook against Carolina. Both these teams will be on vacation next week after they come back from London. So they're both looking at a bye week. All right, This will be a rematch of week two. And Tampa Bay won that game. It was ugly. That was a Cam Newton special, 20-14. to 14. And if you watch that game, Cam Newton was the reason the Panthers lost. Uh, So you love Carolina in a revenge spot, and now they have a legit quarterback uh, as well, which is another reason to give you the daily double here to like the Carolina Panthers. And, And after losing the first two games of the year with Cam Newton, Carolina now has reeled off three straight victories, all of them under the tutelage of Kyle Allen at quarterback, and he is just the third Carolina quarterback all time to win each of his first three NFL starts. The other ones to do it, you know who they are. I'm going to say yes, I'm going to say uh, Kerry Collins and Jake Delhomme. Well, ha- half right. Jake Delhomme is correct. <laughs> the other one is now a blowhard on LA radio, Rodney Pete. Oh shit! How about that? That's a long time ago, man. <laughs> I think you're going to say like Steve Berline or something like that. No, nah, well, yeah, we could throw him in there. But uh, this Kyle Allen, he, he's he's not just along for the ride here. He's not sitting in the back of the bus. He's in the front of the bus. Allen is fourth in the entire NFL in quarterback rating. Uh, now, I expect this to be a close game. Most divisional games are close, but the, the key here is I, I'm going to put my money on Christian McCaffrey and the fact that up until this point, Kyle Allen, knock on wood, uh, has not thrown an interception. Panthers will pull away late. Panthers 34, Bucks 24. I don't know what the hell you just knocked on, but it wasn't wood. Anyways, Penny's going with the <laughs> Penny's going with the Panthers as well. I can't afford real wood, so it's a fake. Wood. <laughs> all right, all right uh, next up, don't judge me. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, 
for the ones who get it done. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't judge me. All right, Cincinnati 0-5 at Baltimore 3-2. It is a CBS game with Kevin Harlan and Rich Gannon. The Ravens opened up an 8.5-point favorite. They are favored by 11.5. It's going to be partly sunny, 66 degrees at kickoff at M&T Bank Stadium in Donald Trump's favorite city of Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, I am going to take... Cincinnati, and I don't love doing this, but you have to do it. I have to stick to my principles as a gambler, and so I'm going to take Cincinnati. First of all, it is always risky to bet on bad teams. However, if you do this a lot, there is value. These are the orphans of the NFL. You want to be on the side of the bookie. No one's going to bet on the Cincinnati Bengals. Why would you? But this is actually a good spot for the Bengals. Why? The Ravens are coming off an overtime game against an arch rival in their their division, Pittsburgh. And they have to take on the Seahawks next week. So this is what's known as, yep, sandwich game, right? This is now, it's a divisional game, but it's still a sandwich game because you had a a key divisional game with Pittsburgh, hard-fought overtime game. you got a showcase game against the Seahawks next week. And again, nobody bets on the Bengals. Nobody gets up for Cincinnati. Uh, The Bengals and Ravens have actually split 46 meetings all time. And the Bengals, as miserable as they've been, uh, have won two of the last three meetings, eight of the last 11. I know it's a different Bengal team. They're, they're terrible. I get that. Uh, but uh, I'm on the side of Cincinnati. And, and secondly, the other thing is, quietly, Lamar Jackson has regressed. All that hoopla, hand him the MVP after two weeks, that's calmed down. Last two weeks, Lamar Jackson's the 27th-ranked quarterback in the NFL the last four weeks, Lamar Jackson's the 29th-ranked quarterback in the NFL. So uh, life is it's really that first game against Miami that he was lighting the world on fire, uh, and, and he's come back crashing down to earth. And, and so now, now he obviously has the, the running ability, and the Bengals are a sloppy tackling team, which does give me a little pause here. Like Lamar Jackson could run for 170 yards in this game and, and, and kill you. Um, but well, Cincinnati... Uh, they, they have been, next to the Dolphins, the worst team in football because they, they have only led for a little over 51 minutes of game time. Second lowest in the NFL. You know how many minutes the Miami Dolphins have had the lead? I'm going to say four minutes. Close. Less than four minutes. Three <laughs> minutes and 47 seconds. <laughs> Heading into week six. Uh, I mean, that is that is uh, craziness. But, uh, assuming that the Bengals actually put in an honest effort guest gun, which is a big assumption right I mean that's a big assumption uh you know I would think that Andy Dalton he's fine in non-primetime games and the Ravens pass defense is not as good as advertised so it behoves one to bet on the Bengals you got to cover your eyes here close your mouth the whole thing and take the Bengals to cover Ravens 24 Bengals 17. I mean, it's like you're drinking Pepto every time you take a bad team. Penny's going with the Ravens. You've done this the last three or four weeks. You started off with Miami and Cincinnati in weeks right. one and two. Uh, my, well, Cincinnati did cover week one, dummy. I uh, know. They, they but covered against Seattle, Seattle, so that wasn't a bad bet. <laughs> okay. And I and the Redskins. Yeah, I, I have won money with the Redskins no, against Dolphins. Philly. No, Dolphins. Dolphins. No, but the Redskins against Philly, they covered oh, yeah. also. God. Yeah. Dangerous. You're such a hater, man. I just You're uh, such a hater. Why can't why, why can't I get a Bennett to work with me? A, a real cheerleader, a 
<laughs> that could be arranged. We got plenty right. of listeners on the streets. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wow. All right, next up, Seattle at Cleveland, and it is on Fox. And we've got Chris Myers, my former colleague, our former colleague, with Daryl Moose Johnston there. The Browns opened up a a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Then everyone saw them play Monday Night Football, and ta-da! Seattle is now a two-point favorite, last I saw here. And this is at First Energy Stadium in Cleveland, not corporately named at all, partly sunny. And a mild, tepid 61 degrees. That is beautiful weather for Cleveland. Just wait another month or two and see what the weather's like. Uh, but the pick is in, and I am going to take... Oh, boy. You're going you're gonna to give me shit for this. I'm taking the Cleveland Browns. I'm taking the Cleveland Browns here. Uh, and and I'll, I'll tell you why. Russell Wilson has been wonderful, but more importantly, he's been lucky. And luck doesn't normally continue. Uh, Seattle has stolen two games by my count. I already mentioned the Bengal game week one where Cincinnati had uh, over 200 more yards of offense, and and they, they somehow managed to, to lose that at the end. And then you got the Legatron missed field goal. In other words, imagine what the public perception of Seattle would be if instead of having that shining 4-1 record, the Seahawks had a 2-3 record which is what their record would be had those games gone the other way. And I don't know ifs and buts were candy and nuts. It'd be Christmas every day. But, I mean, you got to factor that in here, and this would be a tremendous value play. And the way I look at that, those are essentially losses for me uh, for, for uh, Seattle in those two games here. Uh, so uh, the public's also loading up in Seattle. You love to bet against the public when they load up on these teams. Now, part B, Baker Mayfield is the bottom of the barrel. Whatever is behind your toilet, uh, he is. that is how he is doing. He's not even a run-of-the-mill quarterback. All right, He is pouring bleach down his throat uh, every time he plays here in, in most of these games. He has a dreadful 68.5 passer rating. To put that in perspective, only Luke Falk and Josh Rosen have been worse from the Jets and Dolphins, respectively. It, it really is a, a reached critical mass here for Mayfield. The, the contrast this week is stunning. Russell Wilson's been the top-rated quarterback this season. The Browns, he, he, they're coming off a bye. Uh, they, they, they've also got the, the, the bye week next week, I should say. So there is some question about how focused they're getting. Sometimes, you know, the, the day before school ends or a vacation, you're not you're just kind of going through the motions and all that. But all that said, 
you bet on Cleveland in this spot because when the opposing team has little pass rush, Baker Mayfield will do well. The Ravens had no pass rush. Now, Seattle's got some big names on defense, but they have not been a top-notch team at getting to the quarterback. Uh, so a lot of uh, chubba-lub-lub running the ball for the Brownies here. Home field and all that. And I will take the Cleveland Browns. They'll win the game out white uh, in a surprise, a stunner. And they say the Browns are back. They'll finally throw the ball to Odell Beckham. Browns 24, Seahawks 21. Bounce back. Licking for their first home win of the season. Penny's also going with the Browns. Oh, yeah, interesting. You were mocking me, and then the Penny agreed. Uh, That's not a up, bad team, though. They're not a bad team like Miami. The Browns are a bad team. They are, they're playing like a – I mean, did you see the game against the 49ers? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they got punched in the face repeatedly. I, I mean, like they, they, they look like the Bengals. They didn't want to play there. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Bunch of jokes. Uh, anyway, all right, moving on. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get trivial. You ready to get less trivial? Let's right, do it. Let's get trivial. All right. Uh, which quarterback leads the NFL with six miscommunications with his receivers? So the, the the most disconnect between the quarterback now, this is according to the advanced statistics of the NFL, so I don't know if I believe this or not. How do they judge what a miscommunication is? But they say this quarterback has had six. That is the most of any one quarterback in the NFL. Uh, we'll give you the answer uh, coming up in a couple of minutes. Next up, this is one of the showcase games this weekend for me. Houston 3 and 2 at Kansas City. 4 and 1. It is on CBS with Ian Eagle and Dan Fouts. The Chiefs opened up an 8 and a half point favorite, but the public is flocking to Houston. They can't bet on them enough. Give me 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 the Texans. They're all saying. the forecast at Arrowhead sunny 56 degrees at kickoff with beautiful barbecue smells oh, in the air. Oh, God. What a fine city. I love Kansas City. It's one of my favorite cities. The, just the barbecue. People are nice, too. All right. Uh, a couple of things. <laughs> I'm going to take the Chiefs here. I'll tell you why. Now, who are the real Houston Texans? Betting on the Texans is a crapshoot. Last game against a morbid Falcons team, the Texans had 10 plays of 20 or more yards. That's the most in their franchise's history. But a lot of that was a byproduct of Atlanta not being interested, right? And it just kind of going through the motions and all that stuff. And that sound of their playbook there. Uh, the Falcons, no defensive intensity. And Deshaun Watson had a record-breaking day, and, I, and we will give him that. But he's like a human yo-yo, this guy. 
against the malingering and banged-up Chiefs defense, you figure he's going to play well, but he struggled mightily against Jacksonville, which does not have a top-notch defense. Also had problems against the Carolina Panthers, Deshaun Watson did. And, and the second thing, the big part of this is I, we need Patrick Mahomes, I do, to snap out of the funk. Mr. Automatica has not been Mr. Automatica in recent games. He's had a couple of duds. You can say the law of averages, he was due for that, but against the Lions and the Colts, not nearly the supernova, the force multiplier that he has been so far. And the excuse band is like, well, let's strike up the band. He's hurt, blah, 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 blah. Uh, last two weeks, Mahomes is the 20th-ranked quarterback in the NFL, 20th. Uh, that's your MVP. The Chiefs have a short week. This is the one thing that scares me about Kansas City. They have a short week. They play Denver in four days after this game, which is not the ideal setup. Nevertheless, you like the hungry team coming off a loss. That's Kansas City suffering defeat, the agony of defeat for the first time. So like a boomerang, Kansas City comes back around they ain't losing back-to-back games. This will be a shootout, but I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes and his weaponry. Chiefs 37, Texans 31, plus Kansas City's getting some guys back. You just hate Deshaun Watson, so the penny is going with the Texans. I don't know that hates the right emotion. You are disgusted that. with Deshaun Watson. I'd like to point out that he's overrated. Overrated. I'm surprised you didn't call Deshaun Watson that stuff in the back of your toilet. And that's how much disgust and angst you have for a guy like him. Well, I know you love him. You're a big jock sniffer. (laughs) You're a fanboy. I get it. It's tough to work with a guy like me. I I crucify everyone. You know how I am. New Orleans 4-1 at Jacksonville. How about them Jags, you say? How about them Jags? Uh, Jacksonville losing last week to the Carolina Panthers, so they have a two and three record now. After that performance, the two and three record. I, I am going to this game's on CBS, by the way. Greg Gumble and Trent Green. The Jags open a one and a half point favorite. They're favored by one. It's going to be mostly sunny and hot, eighty three degrees at kickoff at TIAA Bank Field, whatever that is. That's the, the place in Jacksonville with the the pool. Uh, I'm going to take the Jags. I, I'm 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 going to take Gardner Minshew and, and company here. Now, first of all, listen, Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, I, I look like a complete donkey. I did a monologue about how the Saints were in trouble with Bridgewater and all this. I really believe that uh, he has been much better than anticipated. He's three and zero as a starter this year. He's completed at least seventy percent of his passes in a remedial passing game that the Ravens or the Saints have been running here. He's the first Saints quarterback in history to have. Three starts to win his first three starts while completing 70% of his passes. So, this is a historic start, but it is a dumbed down playbook. There's very few exotic plays. Hey, it's working, right? Stupid. It don't fix it. It's working. Uh, I get it, but is that going to work this week? Just because it's worked in past weeks doesn't mean it's going to work this week. It is a road game. Uh, secondly, the Jags are looking to bounce back. Remember, we like the teams coming off a loss to bounce back. Late loss to Carolina last week. Now, one thing that has been reliable is Gardner Minshew II. Uh, He has 1,004 passing yards and no interceptions in his first uh, four career starts. Now, to put that in perspective, we used this the other night on the radio show, but Gardner Minshew now joining Dak Prescott as the only other quarterback in NFL history to have at least 1,000 yards and no interceptions in his first four career starts. He's been that good. Now, I expect an off week from the Saints. Just a feeling I have here. It's a have a hunch, bet a bunch. Uh, I love the unique Gardner Minshew, Minshew mania and all that with the guts and the guile. Very accurate. The most important skill is accuracy for a quarterback. And you also have Leonard Fournette uh, as well, a top-notch running back who I believe has been the top running back in the second half of games, mainly because of that Bronco game uh, in the NFL. Jacksonville will win this game. Jaguars, 24, Saints, 13. Penny likes the stash as well. Going with the Jags. All right, next up, Philadelphia. Philly. At who? Uh, that would be the the would be the Minnesota Vice. Actually, before we get to that, have I paid off the... Uh, no. I don't think I've paid off the... I was uh, waiting for you to do that. 
That's a bad job by me. All right, let's get trivial. Uh, so the the question was, which quarterback leads the NFL with six miscommunications with his receivers? Go ahead, uh, Gascon. Uh, at first, I thought this question was based off of Deshaun Watson, but after further review, I'm going to say it is Captain Kirk Cousins. Not a bad guess. It's not Deshaun Watson. It's not Kirk Cousins. Believe it or not, according to the advanced NFL statistics, it is Patty Mahomes. Oh, wow. Patrick Mahomes <laughs> of Kansas City has had six, six miscommunications with his receivers and followed by Andy Dalton and Marcus Mariota and even Aaron Rodgers is on this list. Now, did you look at that stat based on on per game or was it just a body of work? No, it's not. It's not per game. I believe it's total. Which see, I, I agree with you. I, I looked at that. I said that seems pretty low. I think that everyone would have miscommunications more than six. You know. Yeah. And it has Josh Rosen. You'd think Rosen would be uh, up there. He looks like he has no idea what his receivers are. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Doesn't look like he knows who his receivers are. It looks like the the receivers are running one playbook and he's running the other playbook. <laughs> you know? It's uh, it's pretty wild. All right, next up, Philadelphia, as I said, at Minnesota, 3-2 two, two, versus 3-2 and two on Fox with our friend Mallard Militiaman Kenny Albert, friend of the show, and Charles Davis, a great guy. I love Charles Davis, the voice of Madden. We used to have him on all the time when I did daytime radio on the weekends. Uh, so the Vikings opened up a three-point favorite. They are currently favored by three. Now it's going to be cloudy and 40 degrees at kickoff outside the stadium, but inside U.S. Bank Stadium, it'll be fine. Uh, it'll it'll be perfectly fine. There's nothing nothing to worry about here. Uh, the pick is in. I'm going to take the Minnesota Vikings in this game. I'm going to take a swing with Minnesota. Couple of reasons why. All right, which now obviously which Kirk Cousins is going to show up? Uh, he was back playing like a guy with surgical precision last week against the Giants. In fact, he was so good he got a presidential congratulatory phone call from President Donald Trump. Did you see that, Gascon? No. Trump, what did it happen? Trump, Trump called Kirk Cousins on Sunday after his game against the Giants to congratulate him on the win. You're going to piss off a lot of your listeners. Why? I, you know, you mentioned Trump, people get triggered. Well, I know there's a, the snowflakes don't like that. I think, that's, <laughs> I think that's fascinating, man, because, like, just it's a regular season game. Like, Trump... It, it, Apparently, uh, cousins golf with Trump a while ago, and so they're 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 boys ah, a little bit. Okay. But, I mean, still, I mean, you remember when I was a kid, it was like a big thing if you won the Super Bowl or the World Series. The president would call and talk to the coach and say, "Good job by you," and all this stuff. It was a tradition in America. I yeah, stopped years ago, but uh, a regular season game. Well, the good news here for Kirk Cousins is while the Eagles are a winning team, which is a problem. Philadelphia is also 27th in the NFL in pass defense, which you figure should bode well for the Vikings offensively. Now, that said, the Eagles became the first team with 10 sacks and two defensive touchdowns in a single game in NFL history just last week. But there is an asterisk next to that. You know why there's an asterisk next to that? Because they played the Jets and Luke (laughs) Falk. So it wasn't like a real – it was like playing the JV. You know, you, yeah. you run up the score. It was a money uh, money game early in the year in college football. Uh, my, now, part B, my main reason to like Minnesota and be on that side here is the matchup, the mental side of gambling, which we often bring up. Uh, I bring this up. I believe in this, this uh, mojo. Philadelphia has a matchup next week against the Cowboys. Now, if you don't know anything about the Eagle franchise, this is a massively important game. The Eagle-Cowboy rivalry is insane, right? The people of Philadelphia, the whole city, the whole community, and the, it's big for the players also, and that that's the only other threat to Philadelphia in the NFC East. The Giants are a joke. The Redskins are an embarrassment. So it's really the Cowboys or Eagles. There's a two-horse race in that division. So what does that mean? That means that that makes this game a peekaboo game, right? Peekaboo. You get caught looking ahead, and surprise, uh, plus, the, the Eagles are the popular pick by popular people in Joe Public. I like betting on the side of the bookie. I like betting against the public. There's a lot of green on green here financially. You toss in Dalvin Cook, who has 742 scrimmage yards through five games, the second most by a Viking through five games since Adrian Peterson in his MVP year back in the day. And Philadelphia's got a good run defense, but they've played some teams that don't run the ball that well at all. I believe the Vikings will 
Have a feel-good week. A surprise. Philly gets caught peeking ahead. Vikings 30, Eagles 23. That number of three, Penny likes Philadelphia on the road. All right. Well, there you go. Enjoy Philadelphia. Next up, Washington <laughs> 0-5 at Miami 0-4. This oh. game should not be televised, <laughs> but it will be televised. Uh, it's on Fox, so you better not watch. Uh, who is who's calling this game, Gascon? You want to take a guess? Uh, I'm going to say for, uh, for a million dollars, is it Dick Stockton? No! Shocker of shockers. It's not Dick Stockton. I was I, I thought the same thing. <laughs> Sam Rosen. Oh, <laughs> Sam Rosen's got to call this game. Poor Sam Rosen. With Ron, I know he's getting paid a lot of money with Rondé Barber. No, hold on, real quick, Ben. I, I know that obviously this is a a pick'em game for you in terms of betting and whatnot. But yeah, a a sports book uh, in Las Vegas actually sends us out. Uh, weekly lines for games and prop bets, yeah. and at the title of this game, it's called the Ineptitude Bowl. That is what it is. It says, yeah. well, the Redskins or Dolphins game will end in a tie. And there's actually a bet that you can make plus 1,200 for yes, it'll end in a tie, minus 2,500 that'll end with one team winning it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I would call it the suck bowl because <laughs> they both suck. Uh, they are terrible. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe you capped this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, the Redskins, uh, there's money to be made here. You know, you can win just as much money betting on this game as you can betting on the, the primetime games. Right. Uh, Miami, uh, as a home team coming off a bye week, the, the Redskins, are they opened up a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Somehow, the public is betting on the Dolphins, and uh, the Redskins are down to a three-and-a-half-point favorite at Hard Rock Stadium. The forecast calls for partly sunny 84 degrees, typical Miami weather this time of the year. And I'm going to take the Redskins uh, in this game. I'm going to bet on the Redskins. Uh, now, a couple things here. I won't spend a lot of time on this. But number one, I, I did see the interim coach. Now, Bill Callahan is going to make his debut on the sidelines. Jay Gruden was giving the, given the boot, uh, kicked to the curb, thrown overboard, whatever you want to say. Callahan has cut out music in practice. He has attempted to lay down the lumber to get this Redskins team more focused, doing some old-school coaching techniques. I also saw where Case Keenum is going to get the ball to start this game. He's actually the best of the quarterbacks for the Redskins, which isn't saying much. He's also played better on the road than he has at home. Miami's defense, I mean, they suck at everything. You know the Dolphins? I saw this stat. This I had to look at this three times. The Dolphins' defense are allowing opponents to convert 57.8% of their third downs. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Almost sixty percent of the time, if you on third down, you get a first down. That is unbelievable. Yeah, oh man. All right. Uh, secondly, now listen. Both these teams want to lose. I get that. The franchises, although the Redskins fired their coach, they still it is the suck balls. We said the Dolphins also get to play the. Think of the Dolphins. They get to play the Jets two times and the Bengals. So the NFL schedule gods are really making it difficult for Miami. To go 0 and 16, right? I mean, they, they that would be the greatest 0 and 16 of all time if they lose two to the Jets, they lose to the Bengals and the Redskins, right? <laughs> Those are five winnable games. I admit this is a winnable game for the Dolphins, uh, but I, I mean, the idea that you could have any kind of money on the Dolphins, I I, I left that. I I'm off them uh, after the first couple of weeks here. Uh, Brian Flores and the Dolphins and Josh Rosen uh, look like they've never played football before. Right, never played. For, you know, not not firing on all cylinders. Firing on no cylinders uh, is the the Miami Dolphins here. The Dolphins have a minus one hundred thirty seven point differential. That is the lowest mark in NFL history, and somehow people are still betting on them. The public is loading up. The public is stupid. The public are idiots. Redskins twenty seven, Miami. 16, hail to the Redskins, hail to victory. You spent five minutes on that game. I know, I did. Petty's going with the Redskins as well. This is money to be made, Gascon. That is unbelievable. All right, shut up. Uh, Don't judge me. The last last part of this, we have the late games. All right, Santa Clara. The Santa Clara 49ers at 4-0 at the Los Angeles Rams at 3-2. It is on Fox, and yes... David, our guy, Dick Stockton, is calling this game, which is actually not a bad game. Yeah. This is not a bad game. Um, I believe it's because Joe Joe Buck 
and Aikman only work one game this week because it's not the Fox America's Game of the Week. So I think that's why Stockton gets to do this game. But it's Dick Stockton and Mark Slavrith, and the Rams open a five-point favorite. They are favored by three. I was going to be at this game, but I assumed the Dodgers were going to be in the National League Championship Series, so I could not go. I had some other things I had to do. Uh, too late now, so I will not be able to attend this. But the uh, the, the forecast, 77 and uh, mostly sunny in Los Angeles at the Coliseum. I'm going to take the Rams here. Uh, and a couple of reasons why. Now, first of all, the 49ers are coming off a short week, so you know, day less to get ready for this. The Rams have had extra rest. Remember, they last played last Thursday. So you've got the fresher team with the Rams. The, the game should be a bit of a track meet. Over the last three weeks, the Rams and Niners are the NFL's most prolific offensive teams in yards per game. Santa Clara has a... Better defense, I'll give you that, but they have given up over 100 yards more per game on the road than at home, and this is a much bigger game for the Rams to get some credibility back, uh, everyone's shitting on them, to get some swagger back and make up for that idiot kicker, the Mr. Greg the Leg and Legatron blowing it and and pulling a Kershaw uh, at the end of that game in Seattle. So it's, it's the first... Back-to-back losses in the Sean McVay era. Secondly, the Niners, are they are getting their toes licked by everyone in the media, the NFL media elite. Niners are the toast of the NFL. They have been fawned on all over. At some point, that does affect your biorhythms here. Uh, And I know they took the soul out of Baker Mayfield last week and all that, but uh, this week is more of an even matchup against what should be a hungry, hungry dog. The Los Angeles Rams here, even though they're favored. My theory is the short week, also some key injuries now starting for the 49ers here. A couple of key guys, key guys are out. They have five five guys, actually three guys up front on the defensive line that are, are really good. Nick Bosa, D. Ford, DeForest Buckner are, are legit. Um, but you know, Sean McVay is supposed to be the evil genius and all that. I, I play a hunch, bet a bunch, as we say. You can ram it all day, and you can ram it all night. All the Rams day, night. are back. You're damn right. Rams 34, 49ers 28. Penny also going with the Rams. Here's an extra nugget for you too, Ben. Sean McVay is 10-1 as Rams coach with extra time to prepare and 8-1-1 against the spread. Oh, look at you doing some research. I was just trying to you know, add a little something since the Penny was on fire last week. So Wow. All right, well, let's get trivial. You want to get trivial let's again? Matty Ice, Matt Ryan, has thrown for at least 300 yards in three consecutive games, all of them Falcon losses. Only <laughs> three quarterbacks have ever done this in four consecutive games. It's only happened four, uh, three three guys uh, in the history of the NFL over four four games have had 300 yards. Their team has lost every game. Phillip Rivers in 2015 for the Chargers. Bill Kenny. For Kansas City back in the 1980s, 1983, who is the third? The third quarterback to pass for at least 300 yards, three consecutive games, and have their team lose all of them. Uh, the answer coming up in a bit. Uh, well, speaking of Matt Ryan, the Falcons, Atlanta 1-4 and four at Arizona, 1-3-1. and one. It's on Fox with Tom Brenneman and Chris Spielman in the Fox box that rocks calling this particular game. And, boy, what a slowdown this is. Uh, Atlanta and Atlanta, this is as bad as the Redskins and the Dolphins. <laughs> Man, P.U., what stinks. Uh, Falcons open a two-and-a-half-point road favorite. I, I believe that number is the same. Uh, I've got it here. It's two-and-a-half currently uh, as we're doing this in real time. It'll be sunny and 86 degrees at kickoff outside State Farm Stadium. I assume everyone will be uh, happy. Air conditioning inside. Uh, I'm going to take the Cardinals here, and uh, and, I, and I'll tell you why. A- Atlanta has left an impression in me that they are just going through the motions. Like they're not interested. Uh, and, and and for whatever reason, I don't know if it's because Dan Quinn, the coach, doesn't rule with a uh, a rod of iron, and the players are walking all over him. Um, but it, it, the Cardinals are a bad team, but they, they're trying. They suck, but they're trying. And Atlanta, I don't even know how much they're trying. The check engine light has come on the dashboard there, and no, one's, uh, no one seems to be concerned about looking under the hood. Uh, Dan Quinn is hanging on by his nails. 
the ends of his fingernails there. It has been a disaster. The Falcons have the toxic brew uh, going. They are in a poor state of repair, bad at the basics, just like the simple things in full, blocking and tackling. They're bad at those things, blocking and tackling. Uh, part B here. This pick is not so much of my confidence in Arizona. I want to be very clear. I, I'm not on the, the, the Cardinal bandwagon. They're a bad team. I don't believe Kyler Murray is all that good. Some people are impressed by his inflated passing statistics because the Cardinals in most of these games have been blown out. Uh, so don't lose sight of that. And, and certainly Arizona could certainly lose this game very easily. But in reality, this selection is just betting against the Falcons. Right? That's it. I'm just betting against the Falcons. I don't trust them. They're, they're just soft as soft can be. They serve soft serve ice cream. That's what they serve up. They get outworked. They, they get outplayed. They are sloppy, penalty-filled mess. And you're taking a home dog against a team like that? I'm going to take the home dog is what I'm going to do. Cardinals, 40. Falcons, 38 in a shootout. Penny loves Kyler Murray in this spot. Going with the Cardinals. Yeah, loves him. Alligator arms, Murray. The Oompa Loompa of the NFL. Uh, let's get trivial. The answer, I mentioned Matty Ice, 300 yards passing, three consecutive games, all Atlanta losses. Only three quarterbacks have ever done this in four straight games. Phillip Rivers in 2015 for the old San Diego Chargers. Bill Kenny for Kansas City in 1983 are two of them. Who is the third, Mr. Gascon? I'm going to go with a former Colt. And Falcon, Jeff George. Uh, Jeff George, that's not bad. Jeff George put up numbers in games, and, and the team usually lost. And uh, the wheels were turning, but they weren't going in the right direction. Um, no, it is not him. It is, here's, a, here's a good name from the past, Matt Schaub. Remember oh, Matt wow, Schaub? yeah. Atlanta Falcon, Houston Texan. Yeah, he did this in Houston in 2010. Do you know I have, my, I have Matt Schaub's phone number? Do you know that? Why? He was a guest on Fox Sports Radio and uh, when he was the Texans quarterback, and he gave me, <laughs> I guess he wanted to be on again. He wanted that he liked the promotion, as I remember. Now, he, let, uh, let me ask you, his, number. his name in your phone, is it Matt Schaub or is it Mr. Pick 6? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. I, I, well, here's the thing. Once a number goes in my phone, it's in there forever. I, my, when I die all these nights, like, there are a lot of people, we should do this on the the other podcast, but... Like when somebody dies, I never take their name out. I, I I don't do that. Yeah, neither do I. Yeah, I just leave it in there. That's like my tribute to them. Like sometimes I'll see people's <laughs> names that passed away. I'm like, I remember that person. I have a fond <laughs> memory of that person. So it's my memorial to them. They, they're in my phone for life. All right. It's like once you're in the family, you're in the family for life. <laughs> <laughs> How morbid is that? I know. All right, Dallas three and two at the New York Jets zero and four. It's on CBS. Can you believe that Jim Nance and Tony Romo are going to be doing this game? Yes, I can. <laughs> the, the Jets were supposed to be decent this year, but who knows about Mono and Adam Gase and all this shit that's going on with the Jets. Yeah, they, they are a disaster. The Cowboys opened a seven-point favorite. They are a seven-and-a-half-point favorite uh, in this game. It'll be mostly cloudy, 66 degrees at kickoff outside of M uh, or MetLife uh, Stadium, rather MetLife Stadium there in Jersey. And uh, you're going to kick me in the nuts here, Gascon, but uh, I got to do it. I'm going to spit in the ocean. I'm going to take the Jets. <laughs> I'm going to take the Jets here. Uh, and, and, and let me try to explain my my side of this. Let me give my elevator pitch on why the Jets are the right side. Okay? Here's what I'm going to do. Number one, the Cowboys are like a falling comet in the sky. It has been an eye-opening couple of weeks. Now, I realize they played better competition, but Dak Prescott can say – we're not in Kansas anymore, right? Prescott passed for a career-high 463 yards in a blowout loss in garbage time against the Packers last week, but he was intercepted three times. That matched a career-high, and, and Dak Prescott has been shaky here. He started out wonderfully, and now he's beginning to wet the bed as the season's gone on. In fact, the last four weeks, Dak Prescott is back to where he's always been. He's the 19th-ranked quarterback in the NFL, which is where I put him in that you know 17 to 20 range, somewhere in that area, maybe 15 when he plays well. The last two weeks against the Packers and the Saints, Dakota Prescott is the 25th-ranked quarterback uh, in the NFL. So that gives you pause on the Cowboys. And two, listen, the Jets suck. They're terrible. 
They should clear the decks. I understand all that. Right, sell the team down the river. Uh, Adam Gase is crazy eyes. He doesn't know what the hell he's doing. They've they've paid a trip to the dark side. I get all that, but you're talking about a home team getting seven and a half. Sam Darnold's coming back from mono. Uh, it's going to be his mono game as he bounces back. This looks too easy. And if something looks too easy in gambling, right? Other than the betting against the Dolphins. Uh, there is no such thing as a sure thing. You would assume, obviously, that the perfect pick here would be the Cowboys, right? If they don't steamroll, gangrene, heads should roll, something is broken, blah, 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 blah. How big a mismatch is this? The second half of last week's loss to the Packers, the Cowboys put up 348 total yards. That is one and a half times the total yards the Jets have managed the last two games combined. <laughs> All right? But that was with Luke Falk. Uh, and Dallas had 32 first downs against Green Bay. The Jets have 28 first downs in their last three games combined. Uh, but I, nevertheless, I, I expect this to be more of a cat and mouse situation here. Uh, not only because of Sam Donald coming back, there's some other injured Jets that are going to come back. The Cowboys also are in the old peekaboo situation because they have the Eagles, a blood rival, division rival, big game, look ahead. Uh, now, I believe the Cowboys will win this game. But it will because the Jets are a comedy of errors. It's a comedy show, but I'm going to close my eyes, cover my ears, shut my mouth, predict a couple of Dak Prescott mistakes here. It's the life of the gambler. Cowboys will win. Cowboys 24, Jets 23. Actually, 20, 20, I'm in 24 20, I'm in 23. Penny thinks the Jets get their first win of the season. It's going with the New York Jets. I'm not going that far. I'm not drinking. I'm not. I'm drinking the Kool Aid a little bit. I'm just putting my toe in the Kool Aid. I'm not. I'm not going all in. <laughs> all right, let's keep it going. We got to keep this thing moving. Tennessee at Denver. It's on CBS. Andrew Catalan and James Lofton have the call. The game open to pick them. Broncos are a two and a half point favorite. It'll be sunny and 69 degrees at kickoff in the Mile High City at Empower Field at Mile High, not corporately named at all. Uh, the pick is in, and the pick is, uh, I'm going to take Tennessee. Now, I don't love this pick, but th- these teams to me are very similar uh, teams. First of all, the, the Broncos picked up their their maiden victory under their new coach, Vic Fangio, against the Chargers in Los Angeles last week. That was a nice Band-Aid covering up a wound that has been the start of this season and now some are saying a sleeping giant has now awoken from hibernation and blah, 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 blah. And then Denver's going to roll off a bunch of wins and they popped the seal. I don't believe it. I'm not buying. I, I don't think this is a very good team. I think this is a middling team. Now, to be fair, this is a very winnable game for Denver. They're at home. Tennessee is a, a up and down team. They're a kaleidoscope team. They're all over the place. I just don't trust Joe Flacco. Of course, I don't trust the other quarterback either. The second thing here, Tennessee is a hard team for me to get a read on because Marcus Mariota, if you look at just the stats and you don't put your eyeballs into this, if you look at the numbers, Mariota does not turn the ball over, okay? His numbers look very impressive, but when you actually watch him, he's about as tough as cotton candy, right? The the Titans zig when they're supposed to zag. They zag when they're supposed to zig. The, the Titans have turned the ball over just one time this season, and yet they have a losing record. I mean, it's, that's, that's hard to do. Normally, if you don't turn the ball over, you're just going to win most of the time. And, and they have turned the ball over just once, and yet there's six teams in, in the Super Bowl era with one or no turnovers through five games, and yet they have a losing record. We often preach about how you, you try to take into account a lot of these different factors and whatnot, like motivation, scheduling, and whatnot. And a lot of that is in play here. All right, let me explain. So the Broncos have a look-ahead peekaboo game with the Chiefs next week. That is a their rivals, Kansas City and Denver. That's a big game for them, divisional game, not a divisional game this weekend. The key for the Titans, all right, Cameron Wake. Now, this guy is questionable. We don't know if he's going to play or not. That's a, This is a crossroads game for me. Like Tennessee is at a fork in the road. Get back to 500, go to 3-3, three and three, you're not great. You're average at three and three, but you still got some skin in the game. At three and three, you still got some skin in the game. But you lose this game, 
and suddenly you're under 500. You got the Chargers next week, which is another game you can lose, and the snowball from hell starts happening. So I'm going to, against my better judgment, take Tennessee here to get back to 500. And Titans, 19. Broncos, 16. They've lost two heartbreakers at home. Penny's going with the Broncos. Going with the Denver. You're a big Bronco fan, boy, right? That's your your deal. Uh, right? I've re- retired from rooting for teams. Uh, That's a lie. After That's 2014, certainly wear a lot of uh, a lot of hats. I see. I mean, I, don't know. I own a lot of hats. You have a lot of bad team attire from listeners that are giving you clothes throughout the years. Shirts and hats. Uh, oh and- yeah, well yeah, I have I have a nice collection. I have a, a nice collection. All right, let's move on. Uh, Sunday night. Wait, 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 wait. You're gonna pay off one of my bets, don't you? Or one of my the one of your teases? What's your- that? What was that? Oh, did I have did, another tease? I didn't. Find did out? you? I oh, I, no, I did not. I did the match shop thing. That was the last one I did. Dummy. Bad job. I dare you. It's bad. It is a bad job. <laughs> is that boring? What are you? What are you smoking a cigarette over there? What the hell are you doing? What are we doing? You, no, you got no. your bong out. I mean, my God. I got uh, some Justin's uh, peanut butter cups. That's all I got. Oh, is that right? From Whole Foods. These cost. There's like ten of them inside this bag. From Whole Foods, they cost like seven dollars. Seven bucks. Yeah. Ten for seven for ten, is that? Oh, yeah, for Reese's Pieces buttercups. That's pretty much what I got. That's I don't think that per unit is the uh, that doesn't work out for me. So this is what I go through when I work on your show. Like I need to have your listeners sponsor this show. No, I, w- I want I want to do this. I want to do these big commercial reads and all that. I, I bothers me that we. I need to do like a sleep number commercial. Or something. <laughs> I, I, I need it. I need to sell something. I, I feel like we're just doing this for free. It's. A, I know there are commercials in it, but we don't get to read the commercials and all that stuff. So, please contact the iHeart Media Sales Department. We will sell the hell out of your product. There's a lot of people that listen to this stuff, um, which shocks me also. All right, uh, Pittsburgh one and four. At the L.A. Chargers, 2-3. and three. It's on NBC, the Peacock Network, with Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth. Now, the Chargers opened a 5.5-point favorite. They are a 6.5-point favorite uh, in this spot. 6.5-point favorite. I'm gonna t- I don't like to bet favorites, but I'm going to take the Chargers here. I just got a, f- a vibe on this game. Pittsburgh is on like their fifth quarterback, someone named Devlin Hodgers is the chosen one. Mike Tomlin needs divine intervention for Pittsburgh. Steelers have lots of forces working against them. They travel to the West by stagecoach. Uh, They have the bye week after this week. So not only do you have the West Coast travel, but then you're on vacation. All of these things are reasons to doubt that this will be a very competitive performance. Now, the Steelers do have a couple of big studs up front, T.J. Watt and Bud Dupree, who will be able to enjoy that fish taco offensive line for the Bolts. Uh, but that's not going to be a yes score. you got to move the ball. Secondly, only four teams have been less successful against uh, than, than the Steelers uh, at moving the ball. Four, four teams that have been less successful against than the Steelers at moving the ball over the last three weeks. That includes Chicago, Washington, Miami, and the Jets. That's Those are the contemporaries of the Steelers. And that's the competition for Pittsburgh's offense right now, how bad they've been. You would think that the Chargers' defense, which has also been spotty, led by Joey Bosa, and they've got injuries and all that, they would be licking their chops going against this Devlin Hodges guy. And uh, the, the Chargers are statistically good. They're 11th in yards, but have failed the eyeball test. Uh, it's very similar to the Titans. Titans, Marcus Mariota has great stats. They don't turn the ball over, they lose. Chargers, you look at the stats, you're like, well, they're not bad. They're not bad. They're not a bad team, uh, but yet you look at they're under five hundred. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to take Philip Rivers and the Lightning Bolts with a rare, comfortable win at Dignity Health Sports Park. There, where it'll be uh, sixty-seven degrees. A kickoff: Chargers thirty-three, Steelers seventeen. Penny likes the Bolts as well. Last one. All right, I know you're excited about that. Last one, Gascon. Let's go to Monday night. Football, just down the street from my brother who lives in Appleton, Wisconsin, because he's an idiot. Why does no, he live there? Uh, he he wanted to leave L.A. because it's so expensive in California, which I don't blame him for. And he he somehow fell in love with a small town Wisconsin. Wow. 
And he guy grew up in, in L.A., grew up in the same house I grew up in, and he lives in Appleton, Wisconsin. And just that's where the teams stay when they play the Packers in Appleton because there's no hotels in Green Bay. So they stay. I'm not, I'm not kidding. They stay in Appleton. Uh, anyway, Detroit 2 1 and 1 at Green Bay 4 and 1. This is a Booger special, Booger McFarlane in the broadcast booth with Joe Tessitore. You kind of remind me of Joe Tessitore. No way. Not even close. <laughs> not even close, man. Is that offensive when you <laughs> Well, I just uh I think he's very um I think he's very polite uh, on a lot of calls and I think he, he puts a lot of hot fudge on top of the ice cream. I'll just say that much. Yeah, I would put him in the hard O category. Yeah, uh, same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh yeah, but uh, you got to be careful, you know, you might be working with him some days. So you got to be careful about that. Uh anyway, all right. Uh we'll elbow in on this game. Packers open a five and a half point favorite. They are a four point favorite right now. And the weather is going to be mostly cloudy, 45 degrees at kickoff, starting to a little bit at Lambeau Field. The pick is in. I'm going to take the Lions here. I'm going to take the Lions. Uh, in this game, I'll tell you why. A, this is a letdown spot for Green Bay. They're coming off a high-profile game, America's Game of the Week last week against the Cowboys. They had a very convincing They ran over Dallas. Now it is back to the doldrums of the NFL schedule. Nobody gets up for the Lions, even though it's a divisional opponent. Aaron Rodgers has also been pretty average. In the last four weeks, Rodgers is the 17th best passer in the NFL. 17th, he's average. Now, the Packers have been able to run the ball, so it hasn't really mattered that much. But the, the Packers are the toast of the NFL also. Uh, everyone's celebrating that win over Dallas and just fawning all over the Cowboys. I like to bet against teams where everyone's kissing their ass all week, and you can move the ball against that Green Bay defense. You can get some yards. The Dallas certainly did that in the second half last week. And, and Detroit is a fly-under-the-radar team under Matt Patricia. They've been the little engine that could so far, left for dead. They're supposed to be terrible and garbage and all that stuff. Haven't been that way yet. They've overachieved, played the Chiefs tough, beat Philly, uh, and they continue to chug along at a steady pace. Everyone seems to be waiting for all that to grind to a halt here. Matthew Stafford's actually played very well against the Green Bay Packers. In fact, historically good against the Green Bay Packers over his last few games here. And and so I know the public loves Green Bay. I get that. But the, the natural tendency for the Lions is to say, well, they can't win at Lambeau. They can't keep the game close. I say no. I'm going to take the Packers to win, but I believe this will be a field goal game. I'll take the four points. Packers 26, Lions 23. Oh, that is the opposite of the penny. They're going with the Green Bay Packers. Well, good luck. You know, Green Bay ranks 27th in the NFL in conversions on third down. That's not good. It's not. They've converted 30.5% on on uh, third down. So that's uh, that is why. By the way, that Matthew Stafford stat, you want the Matthew Stafford stat? Sure. What is it? All right. He has thrown two or more touchdown passes in nine straight matchups with Green Bay dating back to 2014. Only one player. I used this on the radio show the other night. Only one player has gone 10 consecutive games with two or more touchdowns against a single opponent. You know who that is? I'm going to say Andrew Luck against the Tennessee Titans. Uh, no. you got to go back to the 90s. Dan Marino. Oh, shit. For the Miami Dolphins, 1991 to 1997 against the Jets. He won <laughs> 10 consecutive games with two or more <laughs> touchdown passes against the, the, the Jets. They have not had a good quarterback since him. That's unbelievable. Yeah, it is pretty wild. All right, listen, I hope you had good luck. May you win a lot of money. If you win a lot of money, remember the podcast. If you lose a lot of money, it's not my fault. I have plausible deniability uh, and all that. And uh, have a great weekend. And try the other podcast. You know, this is the Hardo podcast, Gascon, but the other one we just play grab ass, right? That's uh, right. The other one we just goof around. We do guy talk radio, barely talk about sports, uh, do entertainment conversation, uh, studies and emails and all that stuff. Anyway, have a great weekend. We'll be back in the Magic Radio Box on Fox Sunday into Monday, 2 a.m. in the East and 1 a.m. in the West. And enjoy and be safe. Enjoy your week. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts i'm saleha mosin and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.